is Nyamishana's podcast. I am Nyamishana Prudence. This week, we continue our podcast series, My Mother's Story. So I think it's so important that we really tell us the stories or even learn from them or document them. Because now uh, I think about my grandmother and she's unwell. And so I'm like, when obviously mortality happens, what is going to happen to all this wisdom in her head? This podcast series will celebrate the individuality of Ugandan women across ages. When put together, these fragments will hopefully contribute to the history of our country. I'm super honored to host these humans of Uganda. Um, hi. Hi. How are you? <laughs> tired. What's making you tired? The capitalism. Okay. <laughs> and adulting. Yeah, and, adult, and adulting. Okay. So, uh, who are my who are these two humans I'm talking to? My name is Joanita Najuko, mm-hmm. aka Joey, which is preferred, and I'm a feminist lawyer. Okay. And my name is Sunshine. I'm a feminist lawyer. Okay, you are very welcome, Sunshine and Joey. Today we are talking about our mothers. So this this Women's Month, we are taking off time to celebrate the awesomeness of Ugandan mothers, their contribution in, in history, their contribution in building our nation. So, tell me about your mothers. <laughs> I don't know how to talk about I'm... my mother. <laughs> Because it's 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 like she's such a broad topic. Um, my mom is such a broad topic for me. I I don't even know where to start. Mm. But well, she's sixty one. She turned sixty one in February, and um, also she's really amazing and consistent at it. As telling you earlier, how every beginning of the month, like like yesterday, she called me to say, "Oh, the month is going to be amazing." just really affirming me and telling me how it's going to be a good month and she does it like clockwork every first day of the month i'm always expecting her call so i don't know how else to describe her except she's hard working which i don't think is a compliment (laughs) she's worked all her life and um yeah she likes jesus a lot and she's also the firstborn of her which is she's the opposite of me because I'm the last born of her, of my family and mm. she's the first born of hers. So she also take, carries a lot of responsibility, not just for the children she bears, but also her family that yeah. she's born into. Mm. So that's my mom, basically. Um, okay. Maybe we'll t- I'll tell you other things as the conversation goes on. Mm. Joey, tell us about your mom. Um. Well... For what came to my mind when you asked that is uh she's someone i keep like i keep learning something new about her like every day she just does something that's so different and i think uh, because i didn't grow up with her so i'm now just experiencing like a lot of her and just learning how it is like to be with a mother uh, I usually call her an Indian. She's so light. So I keep telling her that she's not my mom. She's like uh, an Indian. <laughs> so yeah, um, she's a very kind person. And I'm always amazed at how kind she is. But also she's a typical African mom. So mm-hmm. she has all those traits that people on TikTok and Twitter like are uh, sharing about. 
-hmm. And yeah, I like uh, disturbing her. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So this is the episode I also get to share about my mom. So my mom um, was born in 1960, I think. Yeah. 19, no, 1950. Because by the time she passed away in 2012, she was 62. And um, <laughs> my mother was amazing. She did not really go to school. She 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 stopped in P6. She did not have school fees to go further. Then at 18, she met this man and they got married. The man, my father. But um, whoever knew my mom did not know that she did not go to school she was classy she she dressed nicely oh, she wow. she knew how to enjoy her she made money and enjoyed it even she was, a life <laughs> <laughs> she was full of life she 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 uh, like she was a trendsetter among the women in the village, um, in my village. Um, so in Kabale, for you to be a successful woman, they would tell on from your sweaters. <laughs> <laughs> So my mom used to be the trendsetter of the sweaters. So she would come to Kampala and then she would buy all these fancy sweaters. And then every, before you know it, like three months later, the whole village, all the women. <laughs> so she she was a mobilizing factor for women. Um, she, uh, But also she was a royal person. Um, yeah. So there is one interesting story about my mom. And it was when my father decided to marry a second wife because they were young when they got married. She was 18. He was around 24. And so the men in the bar were pressuring my dad to marry. They're like, oh, you, you, you have money. They were business people. So they, well, they were smugglers at some point because we live at the border. <laughs> Should you be saying this? <laughs> no, seriously. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we live with the lifestyle of border people and then yeah okay no reparations <laughs> i hope the neighboring country doesn't come for reparations but um so now he had some kalito money in his pocket so they were like okay for a mchiga man to be a mchiga man you have to marry another wife so my father came and told my mom i want to marry another wife so uh, my mother is like, fine, okay, go ahead, marry another wife. Um, but then my, my dad bought her a blanket, an extra blanket to keep to her keep warm. warm. It, it, it was a tradition among the Bachiga. If you're going to marry another wife, you bring an extra bed. <laughs> Joy, why are you covering your face? <laughs> I'm just like, so I these are the, the, these are the, the stories my mom would my mom would tell me now when she's like uh, having a very good day. I don't know that my other siblings know because I am my mom's baby. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, so I have told you my story. What are those funny stories about your moms that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! So my mom was really talented as a child. So she used to play an instrument i don't know if it was guitar or piano she used to uh, my mom's family they had money 
don't know if they still have money i'll ask her <laughs> so she she got like opportunities to learn how to play instruments so she was in like church choir in school she was in choir she was a runner she used to run really fast and like win uh, you know those sports day things one of my sisters took that talent from her me not so much and then so one of those days one of those stories that i know is that uh, for the former president of uganda idi amin so he went to there i think there was a cultural ceremony or something and her school was representing was representing and singing and mm-hmm. and so when he when she she was singing and whatever apparently he took very keen interest in her Uh-oh. right and you remember the stories about how he would just get interested in in like if, see someone a young girl wants to marry them and so and your mom was one of those yes <laughs> so my grandfather who is my mom's hero <laughs> my mom's relationship with her mom is really one of those things as, as well but yeah so he he when he realized what was happening that the, the president had actually taken an interest in in the daughter he hid her uh, like took her away from home and i think she was staying with like friends of the family in a different uh, place for like a really long time and the like, poor looking and it was i don't know how it happened that they actually were able to um they were actually able to stay to to protect her from getting married young right? to the president but i know that my grandfather actually hid her <laughs> so that, so when i had that sorry i was like man i could have been <laughs> you could yeah, have been you, born because you oh yeah anyway be i don't know i could we have been a first know. daughter no. but it was a really funny story okay maybe a first daughter <laughs> i don't know <laughs> of course i wouldn't take yeah, this <laughs> but yeah also knowing i mean's legacy maybe yeah, that's really not I don't know but yeah so that's a really interesting story i had about my mom mm-hmm. then the other thing was also during the the war in i think in the 70s my grandmother had my father my grandfather had butch a butchery uh-huh. so when like all these soldiers would come and want to like um rape and and were looking for young girls in the village my grandmother would lock them uh, my the mom butchery. and her sisters in the butchery and they would Whoa. stay there for like days on end so, so those are some of the things that really are interesting about my mom's story mm-hmm. yeah and i think it's really funny that she survived getting married to idi amin okay wow that is amazing <laughs> right. actually okay so joey what tell me about that wonderful story about your mom well oh extraordinary or epic like sunshine's mom's <laughs> well, story a president hasn't uh, liked her yet but um i think one thing that i found interesting about my mom is she's a fighter so i never i never knew that about her like she always seems like calm and like nice like a nice a perfect a woman like till you like cross her so um we've had like around, around our home like they've been constructing this road for like the longest time so usually um they you know like service providers in uganda they live like the things the way they they want to so this one time i they dug like our gate and there was this big hole so you had to like 
jump like a mile to enter the gate so she was really really mad and all that like the people had gone and there was no one like there to help to cover it up so i don't know where she got like these phone numbers from but she just called like she called like these big people in unra and what so like they they had like they they came they called she called many people and like at the end of it all like we had like all these people at night coming just to fix that big hole and they all kept apologizing they're like oh madam we are so sorry like at in the middle of the night i don't mm. know where they came from i i remember even uh the chinese uh, one of the chinese guys the next day came and he was apologizing so like i asked him like like where did you get these numbers from and she's like like she's you have African woman. yeah she's like you have to fight if you want something or oh, else these people like they'll so they never these days like they really respect target whenever they like mess it up they have to clean it up and yeah so she's a fighter mm. and she like, she really fights the system whether it's umeme national water mm-hmm. like she'll go and just like cause a scandal and get what she wants mm. yeah this is where you get your feminism from <laughs> so um actually joey touches something important and leads me to my next question yeah. what are those acts of resistance from your mom's ah, yeah my mom has resisted <laughs> so many things but i think the thing that stands out is up to now is like leaving her marriage mm. at the time when she did and even um my mom has been separated from my dad for a long time now but um she says oh there was so much stigma at the time that happened but for her she, she was like i'm not going to allow myself to stay in in a situation like that is not serving me anymore mm. and Um, she says how at the time she lost all her friends like all most of like the people that were her friends stopped talking to her because now how do you live your she marriage right was, yeah was yeah she said she's she's a woman who left her marriage right mm. the stigma but now that a lot enough time has passed these are the same people who are coming to her and saying hey for you you were lucky you got out early now me i can't leave i can't start over mm-hmm. i can't uh, so that resistance and when my mom like left my dad she left with absolutely nothing we mm. started from scratch and she had built like her life the uh with with my dad and we had to start over and she had to buy land and build us a, a, a home all over again send us to really good schools at some point people are telling her oh why why should you take your children to like expensive schools because you know clearly you can't afford it you're struggling yeah. but for her she, she always had this thing about her i have because her dad really took her to school and wanted the best for her she's like i have to make sure that my children get the same thing mm. so i think my for my mom to leave her marriage in the early 2000s like it yeah. and start over for mm. me up to now I'm always like that this woman is the real OG, OG <laughs> of the revolution yeah. and she continues to resist like she sits like on um in in my family obviously as every other patriarchy persists, like presents itself mm-hmm. most times it's like my uncle is in meetings and what but my mother is always at the center of that meeting and making sure she steers everything decisions have to go through her like the first born when there are like events she 
in fact she runs the ship yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it's always really nice to see that she she has continued to resist even wow yeah within her family wow yeah so um my mom's my mom was just uh, a rebellious human being uh, she didn't really care about what society had to say well she was in a polygamous marriage but she was actually a very empowered person she first of all she was a very good businesswoman mm. so at um at, at some point she was she, she was the one selling bicycles in Kabale so other women were selling soap groceries groceries mm. no not her not my mom <laughs> she was she was she was she was selling bicycles and you know Kabale is a bicycle town mm. yeah it's a capital city of bicycles in the <laughs> <laughs> So she was the real OG of bicycles. <laughs> yeah, and they knew her as the woman who sells bicycles. And so also my mom wasn't shy about buying her own land. Uh they have land which is shared with with my father and then they have land uh, uh you know, but she had her own land and every t- for, and the way she raised us is like chicken yeah she said <laughs> she you lay eggs take care of them and then you pick them she'll be like i'll pick you until you find your independence <laughs> so she picked all of us into independence yeah. and um so she has been very very resistant um uh, okay I, i sometimes refer to her as as if she's still here but she is here actually yeah. because because yeah so so my mom um not to brag but she was just she was beyond her time she mm. for a person who did I not go appreciate people 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 would for someone who just stopped seven or p6 um oh something else she was a healer Yeah, like she knew medicine for nosebleed. You would find a line of of parents at home. Oh wow. Yeah. And unfortunately, um we did not take None of you picked. No, no. <laughs> yeah, but she was busy healing nosebleeds. Yeah. Uh so so yeah. Now, let's talk about the values. Yeah, that you picked from your mom's values as going to talk about the resistance, resistance. Yeah. oh i th- yeah. <laughs> oh yes resistance okay. okay uh for the resistance well my mom is uh an unmarried single mother so and when you asked that question i remember i remembered whoopi goldberg's statement when she said she can't imagine like someone living in her house like forever mm. so my mom also keeps she keeps saying that that she can't imagine like having to share like a Space. house with like a man and all that so i think that is her act of resistance mm. because i'm sure it at her time it was hard to be an unmarried uh, single mother but she has pushed through and of course if when we hear all these stories uh of people's marriages then she's just like like she's lucky she didn't have to like go through all that mm. and she has been able to sustain herself and her kids so yeah without needing a man yeah yeah because also it's it's just a new phenomenon where each one of us can have their own apartment in in 
in in Kampala and mm. live in peace. Yeah. Rwanda single women are still stigmatized. Yeah. Nigeria I was reading an article where uh, I think you have to have like a fake husband for you to get a, an apartment mm. in in some cities like maybe Abuja or where. Yeah. So it is not long it's like the resistance those small little bits of yeah. resistance are the ones that have opened doors for us. <laughs> Okay so um values values giving food <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a value but my mom <laughs> even all my friends who have met my mom like you the thing she does is give people food there's always so much food in house she's always trying to feed everyone all the time and I had I got reached I had a, a, a moment of self awareness recently where I was like eh, every time I am I move around with snacks even in school eh, I would have like all these snacks in my bag even at LDC like give people chocolate what like people who are hungry and I don't carry them because I'm going to eat them sometimes I just carry to them give away yes and so that's I, I don't know if that's a value but food is so important so it's just really one of those things mm. the other thing um, I've learned from my mom is just really being intentional about being kind right yes because obviously everyone goes through like things all the time yeah. but my mom just is one of those people who just out of the blue you can see she has started helping this person supporting this person to do this and so it's it's just really one of those things i'm learning to just practice kindness like mm. on a daily because she has helped so many people like have come there are so many people i grew up with that i had no idea i thought i was related to them but then you just realize oh maybe this is someone's a friend's child or whatever so she has always really been intentional about giving and being kind and maybe hard work and i don't think that's something i keep telling her i really don't want to be named hard working, hard working. i don't want to work the way you work because yeah. my mom can't stop herself from working yeah and sometimes i think it's joey who's always like you girl you're becoming a workaholic i'm like yeah i really need to like catch myself i don't think that's a good thing to have i think our generation is more about <laughs> being aware to someone when, was, when someone to was stop. trolling your generation <laughs> yeah <laughs> and say you have a prolonged adolescence yeah. <laughs> someone will write on twitter that this the millennials have refused to give way to gen x gen <laughs> We have no kids, we have no apartments, no, no, kids, houses. no houses. So we're just we in a Adolescence, yeah. Oh. So when Sunshine you're talking actually, I realized that the hard work, my mom was hard working, <sighs> hard, but Please. she saved Same. me from paying black tax. Yeah. Oh. I I have the luxury of doing podcasts and not being using the money for podcasts that <laughs> I'm for for like you know siblings and what because that woman worked very hard to make sure that we don't have to pay black tax yeah. so my my brother my our firstborn um he's almost retiring 
and she has never paid school fees for a, se- a fellow sibling. Oh wow! Yeah, so so that is one of the things that both my I, both my dad and and mom they were extraordinary people to see that they were from very poor backgrounds. My mother lost her her mother when she was two years to 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 child maternal yeah those things yeah yeah the the, the mom died while giving, giving birth, birth to her mm. baby sister her only sister mm. so to raise from there to be able to work so hard yeah. your, your 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 head off so that your kids don't have to you know to pay black tax yeah. and so then also i saw my mom's strength due, because in 1994 we were displaced from our home yeah, we were internally we were displaced by the when the RPF was taken over was taking uh, over Rwanda. Mm. We were kids. That was when I saw the strength of my mom. Um, when we came back from boarding school, I think I was like pee something, um, and 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 then the bombs were flying over our house, and she was hiding us under the bed. Mm. <laughs> And um, I didn't know this story was there actually. I've just remembered it. And then um, we it, it took us to Kavale. Like we got, we got, we got, we got, uh, we got to Kavale town. And then we realized we were naked. Like you <laughs> run, <laughs> kid, kid, naked, kids on the. Uh, but but yet she didn't lack anything. I I am alone. I am a single woman. Yeah. But I don't know how to take care of myself. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> how did she take care of seven of us? Yeah. And relatives. Yeah. Uh my we have an aunt in Rwanda. She had fled. So it was a huge family of like 30. But yet still they were still feeding. I think that for me speaks to to the power of of women, African women. Yeah. yeah. I think I know in our generation we we don't like a strong woman and what and of course I am not a strong woman, but I think our mother's resilience and perseverance is to be celebrated. Right. Yeah. Because when like the stories that you're saying, I remember like the stories my mom has been telling me of late. She got pregnant with my sister at seventeen and then she had to work like on this big piece of of farmland wow. alone when she was like heavily pregnant and they would pay her like 15,000 per month but she had to use that money to also take care of like her family mm. and i'm just like how did these people actually survive i can't take care of myself like <laughs> I, I i can't take care of myself and i'm here like you can take care of yourself, Joey. You're doing okay, a good I try. job. <laughs> I try. I really try. Mm-hmm. But like, like when you hear what they had to do at the at the age, at younger ages, I'm just like, wow. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And also, maybe Komsana also, or like her mom. My mom likes feeding people. My mm-hmm. mom is always feeding people. During lockdown, we were, I think, feeding the whole Tinder village. Mm. She really likes feeding people and also kindness. And my mom, uh, like, 
she takes everyone as they come so she doesn't you know even if you have intuition about a person or like someone has done something to her she just like takes them in like she never says no and i'm just like how can you not say no so she also doesn't understand like boundaries like if i tell her like oh no i won't do this she can't like she can't understand it because she doesn't have any but <laughs> yeah like she's very very kind yeah uh, about Uh, I think the resilience of our mothers. I think maybe that's the privilege we have that we stand on their shoulders mm. and on the work that they've done mm. and like the opportunities they've created for us to be like I I can't um, I'm not going to be able to work as hard as she has worked like you said because my mom did everything in her power to make sure that we I have the privileges that I have so that she didn't have the privilege of like for more employment because my mom uh, runs a grocery shop she has like been doing it for the longest time she's a teacher by profession but she mm-hmm. stopped teaching so many years ago so she had to work every day and then so that we are able to have the opportunities we have to to be like okay i don't think i'm going to work on friday <laughs> Uh, it's too hot today. I think oh, I'll you're work complaining at night. about a Zoom meeting that is going on. Yeah. <laughs> like I so I I fully acknowledge that, yeah. that 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 her hard work and her resilience created the way for me to be able to do uh, to have to have the life that I have right now and be like I don't want to inherit her labor. Yeah. yeah. So you talked about a shop. My mom of course I already said run a shop. The only time I remember. So, women's day used to rotate around the country and it was a big deal. Um so my mom closed her shop one day just to take me on a date with her mm-hmm. for women's day. So there's <laughs> Winnie, really her favorite. Winnie Bianyima and oh, Martin president. president Winnie and um Matembe. I don't remember. Well, it was Winnie and Matembe. No one else mattered. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, but yes my mom because of course she also she 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 was a powerhouse in her own space but in a space like that she didn't feel like the women a woman who belongs in that space because she yeah. she doesn't speak english mm. and all the, the, that and then she whispered to me and like do you see those women i want you to be like those women Aww. yeah i'm like Okay. So for me growing up, Winnie Matembe, I don't care their politics are now. I mean <laughs> <laughs> But they were my people. Yeah? yeah. But for 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 um for my mom to close her shop mm-hmm. and go with me. I'm sure my sisters have their own stories of my mom, but this is my story because <laughs> yes, we had um a, a special relationship um in in that regard. Yeah um I I wanted when Komsana was talking about her her mom's shop it reminded me of this thing we always like joke about like our moms have done every business there is oh, oh no. my <laughs> god like, yes. I, I I told Komsana my mom has been a real estate agent <laughs> she has she has been a broker she has sold um vehicles she my mom she told me this sometimes as she used to go to mumbasa and bring cars like <laughs> wow. she has done everything she has been a farmer yeah. she has done like the most bazaar jobs and mm-hmm. you just like wow 
Wow. Yeah. When my mom met my dad, they were selling bananas. <laughs> <laughs> they were selling bananas. Then they started selling the water, mm-hmm. uh, bells, secondhand yeah. bell clothes. Mm-hmm. Then uh, over they went into what? They've even traded tobacco before. Like they would load tobacco on big trucks mm. uh, and then take them across the border. Like they did everything, soap, cooking oil, like nothing yeah. that yeah. they did not. I remember one of my earliest memories of like, okay, my first recognition of, okay, my mom is badass is she wanted to do a, a, a veranda, right? Mm. Uh, she wanted to, so that the water had uh, spoiled our veranda. And for some reason, she, she, she she wanted to put like uh bricks and what and she didn't have the money to do it so she actually got she's like i have soil what do they make bricks out of <laughs> before in, within a week we had like you know that i don't know if it's called an she oven eh? an oven of bricks like getting like uh, in our compound like they had dug like soil and and and, and cre- she got someone to build like to start creating bricks and burning them and she was putting like i was like okay <laughs> she really has done it all like when we were growing up we had fish ponds we had gardens with everything we never used to buy anything like except maybe meat maybe meat like she had we had fish ponds we had gardens of vegetables we had everything think about it and she's done it and then when there would be these football matches for like schools and whatever we would go and like sell tea and wow. what and like set up like a, a a station to sell like tea and what and would make so much money because all these tournaments or all these activities where museven is coming or other district things talk about any let me tell you (laughs) she has really done it all my mom used to talk about her her crops like there were people (laughs) like that we should endear her peas because we grow peas in kawale and then beans as if like she would, she would talk about <laughs> them then so she was like everything she would touch seemed to like prosper mm-hmm. um she was known for her big fat victoria irish potatoes we had a, 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 a victoria over what do they breed of potatoes why uh, it looks like the queen of england i don't know why they called it <laughs> I mean, we are still struggling with Irish yet it is Kabale Potatoes. We should just change that name to Kabale Potatoes. So anyway, like, what didn't she do, really? Yeah, they've yeah. done it all. Our mothers. Kumsana's uh, uh, thing has reminded me of a time when we came. I came back home from school and, like, the house was painted so my mom asked me oh do you like like the paint and what like every room in the house outside everywhere was painted. i'm like yeah uh who did it and every wall was a different color so she tells me she did it <laughs> and i'm like how when? every you know i think maybe because she hasn't had to live with a man she knows how to do everything she knows how to fix water even electricity where she will first try to fix it before like maybe if it fails her and uh, she calls someone but i think um uh yeah i had wanted to say this uh, that 
you see how our moms have done so much uh, what really breaks my heart my mom always says that she wonders like why she's not like rich uh, because she feels like she has done everything, everything. there like everything she has done everything she has sold peanuts she like she has done everything she has made honey and she says she has tried she has tried every business so it reminds me of this of the phrase that people say if if really wealth was about hard work mm-hmm. african women would really be at the top which yeah. is it's really sad that they are not but yeah yeah of course the systemic problems that yeah. come with the whole conversation yeah that's good sunshine and joy why do you think it is important that we tell our mother's stories our mother's stories i think jennifer makumbi the title of, of her book that is a different title in uganda it says uh is um let's tell this story properly right Whoa. um the the other version i don't remember the body of name. what water no that's that's a different one oh manchester happened oh so yes uh the other title for for the other countries is is let's tell this story properly i think our story the stories of our mothers as is with most stories of african women have been erased Mm. or undocumented Mm. um or diluted or single story narrative of you know look at this woman she has um She's carrying a child, carrying uh, firewood on the head, doing all these things. Like, yeah, individualism is yes, erased as well. Yes, the, the, the stereotyping of, of what uh, mothers are. All the ways that the stories of our mothers are, are told lack nuance, right? Yeah. That they are these complex uh, human beings that have lived full lives, that have experienced war and survived um survived bad marriages and and w- been like fashionistas of 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 their town yeah. b- and been uh been done all this other work exported cars <laughs> like <laughs> you know brought the whole of Yunra to to their gate in the middle of the night I, they always <laughs> lack nuance and yeah. there's always the way that our stories are the stories of our mothers and like stories of african women at all that is just very like uh so there's this uh, woman i think she was in the development world development aid world mm-hmm. and so uh she invited me to meet at serena it was like six years ago yeah and she was coming up with a project for african women uh-huh. so i told her that I don't know who an African woman is because yeah. we have all this intersectionality of women. Mm-hmm. Um, so I told her, you know what? If you want any inter- to do any interventions for African women, you really need to focus on a spe- specific uh, classification of women. Yeah, I hope that she took my advice because they are not a homogeneous group. Mm-hmm. Yes, right. Yeah, yeah. So I think it's important that we continue to express the different narratives of our mother's stories like we have right now mm. and also it would you know what would be really great also to get our mothers to tell these stories yeah <laughs> yes in in like it may be even in our languages mm. because i there's so much there's so much story there's so much depth and and i think given that we have give, been had the privilege of uh, um having like a platform like 
pro nyamishana's podcast mm. i think it's important that we use um the, the the access and the platform to amplify those stories the best way we can you know i wish like for uh the acad- you, you know we do superficial research in academia Mm. Uh, most of the times mm. drag them i'm dragging them seriously <laughs> because most of the research at makere is just seated on shelf it has gathered cobwebs and because no one is actually going for it it was yeah. superficial you should see some like you know, some of the topics are simply ridiculous but how about we start funding research around telling these stories imagine mm. we have like a book of of like maybe 200 stories of these women mm. uh, how rich it would be to read yeah. yeah already i can see patterns uh from the different people i have interviewed the hard working the bringing in of of kids you know yeah. uh from different places so so yeah mm. um i i think uh let me I, I, when I, I learned about decolonization I the first thing I, I I really took interest in is African spirituality so I would say that this these stories and the importance is really to ground us because my mom recently uh, developed okay, I don't know if she just recently developed it but she has a lab for herbs and i i never realized like how intense it was but she like has all these herbs and she knows what they treat like she knows that this one does this this one does this so when you spoke about like us having let's say like a book and a collection of stories these people actually like could heal they were healers you know like your mom you tell her this is painting she'll give you this and you'll be okay so i feel like there's a lot of lost knowledge and i i think maybe all these questions we have oh, about what is life and what am i doing here they they can go back to if you find your grounding you look for your ancestors your mother's stories you go back and you just i think it can give you like um a meaning to life and yeah, yeah. So I'm um, uh, uh, I've repeated this I think this is the third time in this interview so the listener will probably get bored of hearing this <laughs> but but um I'm 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 tracing my mom's lineage like my mom the matriarch yeah yeah so it is it is here the one i have gathered so far not many it's not so deep but it is there mm. so my mom was mary mary manga darena buradina twinawa genzi she added the romshana name like in the her last days romsha is my dad so she is she is the daughter of um magena um Oh my god, I don't know. I forgot that my grandmother's other but Magena is what matters. Okay. Yeah. Then she is the granddaughter of Kishamaza. Yeah? Mm-hmm. I hope that I can find the mother of Kishamaza. Mm-hmm. So that cuz my Kishamaza is the one who brought up my mom. Mm-hmm. And the way my mother talked about her. She was in my mind she's the tidiest, cleanest human being ever my mother adored her, her grandmother and so i think documenting the amazing because what beats me uh, i don't know it's the the, the colon, what colonization has managed to do 
is to make make African women look like this helpless. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yet 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 even looking ac- across um if you remember Wesley's story on the podcast mm. the way the, you know the mom was serving in the queen's palace in in uh, the grand or great grandmother yeah. in the queen's palace then we also have this story of who this this warrior what's her name nyabinji yeah. we have we have all those stories of powerful women yeah. so in i think documenting our mother's stories we see power yeah we are not trying to prove our points but yeah. we are not helpless uh human beings wait, waiting to be saved and it's so interesting that you talk about your grandmother because i i love my grandmother and i've just realized now that i don't know my great grandmother on my mother's side or my dad's side actually but um the, the, i'm lucky that my grandmother is still alive although she's really sick now but she also i think it would be very important for me to find out oh how like what was her relationship with her mom and also because my grandmother is a healer you talk about healing my grandmother knows all the herbs for all the things for all the diseases in every like tell her about my grandmother knows her um, medicine for curing erectile dysfunction she knows (laughs) i'm telling you she has so much she has so much wisdom and so i think it's so important that we really tell us the stories or even learn from them or document them because now Uh, i think about my grandmother and she's unwell and so i'm like when obviously mortality happens what is going to happen to all this wisdom in her head about all these herbs yeah you know how they say civilization came with the coloni- colonization mm. yeah um, even some of us still use that funny language you've been in the village like, oh, I've b- I'm back to civilization <laughs> like really oh, um, <laughs> What is wrong drag with all of you? Drag them. <laughs> yeah. So, so I keep asking myself. Look at how COVID has ravaged yeah. the world. Mm-hmm. But look at us here. We are evidence that our ancestors survived. Yeah. How did they do it? I'm yeah. sure the wisdom of African women. Yeah. And already we have healers. Three healers. <laughs> ancestral really and this is close ancestry yeah yeah but how about the healers oh my god there's a picture of my grandmother on my my grand the grandmother of my dad that hangs in our living room at home and my my father is so proud of 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 uh of her because she was a healer so even my brother who is a doctor is proud of my grandmother because she was the healer but you see what colonization say broad i go back to colonization uh because they will say those were witch doctors yeah demonizing demonizing and demonizing our ancestors okay any final thoughts you know i keep i keep saying that i am going to like purpose to uh like actually know about my 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 ancestors and yeah and my lineage but i never get to do it so i think uh this has reminded me that i have to so i think i'm going to start with my mom ask her about her life mm-hmm. and like because it gives you grounding even just knowing uh, how she lived and also those are the stories that we'll keep so it yeah it has given me a push and yeah i'm going to purpose to actually do that 
actually i encourage everyone that still has their mother alive to ask your mother her story actually because there are so many things that it bits i know my mom told me her story when she was in a happy when she was not hard working yeah mm-hmm. when she was not busy being a hard worker yeah uh, on her maybe i'm playing in her hair then she would tell me oh she has her friends around and they would chat about these things but most of that important information for instance i did not know that my stepmother was my mom's cousin Oh, my mother ooh, never said that it. Tea. Yeah, my my mother never said it, but yeah. I got that. The plot from, thickens. I know, right? And then I got I got that. Inf- oh my God! I hope I don't land in trouble with my family <laughs> for putting this on a podcast. Uh, okay, I hope I don't have to delete it. So, uh, it is my auntie who fills that gap. So ask your aunt. Do research about. Yeah. I asked one of the, someone. I was asked. I. I I talked to someone to recommend someone to okay to recommend someone to be a, a you know a respondent <laughs> to, to be a, a guest on the podcast to tell her mother's story. She told me I don't know my mother's story. Yeah. And yet her mother is still alive. Yeah. So go find out those your mother's so, stories. And also for me I think most of the things I've shared here yeah, either the stories are from my grandmother and then obviously my lived experience with yes. my mom yeah uh, but also because i think my relationship with my mom for the longest time was just a diplomatic daughter parent relationship you want school fees here it mm-hmm. is you know and now actually the old i've gotten and also the thing feminism has taught me is to be able to humanize my right. mom and also uh like have empathy for her and now i'm just starting to I cultivate an actual relationship with her where we talk and share and and so I'm excited to to be able to to hear a story from mm. her own perspective. Mm. So this has been really fun. I oh. am, I'm excited. The other final thought is don't burden women with more labor this month. You know how people women's month, women's day they are calling women to do all this work. <laughs> do all that and i think yesterday I, I like at the beginning of the month i put it out there that you know what just let women not do any more labor yeah especially for people who do it uh, as a matter of pr and think about paying women more money please pay women and pay women in time Amen. and a fair wage oh thank you wow i like this conversation very much um and oh credits to you sunshine you're the one who inspired this series <laughs> yeah i wish we had more resources i'm making kalango for myself i wish we had more resources to fund um something to have more stories like this yeah um uh, yeah but the few will actually give us a glimpse on onto the awesomeness of of ugandan women Dear listener, thank you so much for listening to Nyamshana's podcast. Until next time, bye-bye. Bye-bye.